Hey, look, I go. I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to tell you this. Episode three, we back. I'm trying to get my mind on everything that we're gonna talk about right now, but you have to realize this. Sometimes I may drift off. Okay. Why not? Why not? Who cares? I know, I know, but you go care about this because we one thing we have in common is food. And so as <laughs> soon as Halloween is over with, my mind shifts right to Thanksgiving. Praise so the Lord. To, I mean, we're not gonna even talk about that right now because we have other episodes. Mm-hmm. We go dive into Thanksgiving, we go dive into fried turkey, we go dive into all of that. But we back. I want to say this. You know when your podcast is doing something? You know when you're really speaking to the people? Is when you don't have guests and you're sending out powerful messages, right? Hello. So so powerful that you know who Ben Baller is? The top. If you don't know, find out. Oh, oh people know. And he has a podcast. A matter of fact, he has a podcast that in won awards. He gave oh, us damn. a shout out. He gave us a shout out. Shout out my boy, Ben Baller. He said, as a guy that been doing the podcast, I must say, Swaggoo and Perk is a must listen. It's Let's go, Ben. Podcasts out there. And we cranking up episode three. And then, you you know. Let's go. You spend a lot, a, a lot of your life down here in Texas. And you know what we used to say is going down. I'm, I'm legit rubbing my forehead because I'm trying to show off my new watch. That's the only reason I'm rubbing my forehead. Hey, nah, do, do you know? I'm, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm peeping the whole swag. I'm peeping I love the whole this watch, swag. man. Hey, we back on here. We episode three. You know what I mean? Great vibe, soul cleansing, whatever you want to call it. But you know we got to dive right into it because we got too much to talk about today. Perk, where and we going? Where we going? Start it we, off. We, where we going? We, we, we going to start off on a little basketball. We going to start off on a guy who I think is a 280-pound version of a legend, of a Kim Olajuwon. His name, is, his name is Joel B. And by the way, I, the King, I saw Kim Olajuwon this past weekend at a basketball tournament, and me and him talked, and I asked him, did he, did Joel and B remind him of himself? He said, hell yeah. So I knew I wasn't saying nothing wrong. But Perk, you don't be lying. You don't be lying. They want to tell you be lying, but you don't be lying. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. But look, I know, I know it's a lot that we got to dive into, but I want to get your thoughts on Joel and B. He is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, he's at, he has entered a pro, uh, COVID protocol. He has COVID. And, you know, last year, I mean, during the bubble, we watched him go to his Range Rover, going to the plane. He was in the full out suit and, and has met. Yo, he was protecting himself and things to that nature. I want to get your thoughts first because I like to go to you when it comes down to basketball. I want to get your thoughts because I know you're ready to say something about yeah. LMB and we could dive right into the Sixers because they coexist, obviously, and they chemistry. So let's go ahead. Start us off, big bro. Well, it's inf- it's unfortunate. Let me say that, number one. Um, shout out to Joel B for taking care of his business. Whether you want to be vaccinated or not, we all trying to not get COVID. Like, that's mm-hmm. the common thread between everybody. Um, but we also get these reminders, man, that it's still out there. You know, I think we functioning in a space now where we're doing football and basketball. 
and we return to some level of normalcy when it comes to sports. But we also are reminded by some of these hits, especially when it's big-time players that literally are the face of their franchises or teams that have to sit out games because of COVID. And the one thing is, man, like shout-out to Joel for trying to take care – not trying, taking care of his business and trying to be safe. And it's unfortunate in this regard, Perk, beyond the basketball court, right? Like you think about – I think about when Lamar talked about when when he came down with it, how he didn't bounce right back. Cam came back with it. He talked about how he didn't bounce right back from it. And I think about y'all sport, bro, is basketball. It's all cardio. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, your respiratory. You got to be physically. And, and look, let's just be honest. Like Joel Embiid ain't known for being the most in shape dude in basketball either. True. You know, True. so it, it there is there is a level of first we got to touch the human side of it, right? The level of concern, because we all, like, even when when these guys come down with COVID, we all assume, you know, we talk about it in terms of, well, he could be back in 10 days, or in the NFL, if you're vaccinated, you can come back in five days with two negative COVID tests. If you're non-vaccinated in the NFL, you got to sit out 10 days regardless um, of, of what your co- what your tests come back as. But we, we got to start kind of contextualizing this a little bit in like, first and foremost, I hope these dudes okay. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we talk about, like, we talk about COVID from a sports element, but we we miss the point of saying, yo, this disease or, or this, this virus has killed millions of people. Yes. Right? So, ultimately... Yes. Yes. You know, we're talking about these sports stories, and obviously, we going we there's some negative connotation to it too. We're gonna get to that later with the NFL and obviously Aaron Rodgers. But in this Ooh. particular case, Ooh. with Joel Embiid, him being vaccinated gives you a little bit of better feeling of how he can deal with it. Mm-hmm. But also, I think about Perk when you come back, right? So, what I want to know from you is when you away from the game for ten days. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you you know, usually a guy can get some work in if it's something going on outside of him being injured and can't move. But with COVID, man, you can't get in the gym and go crazy like that, like right. by yourself or nothing. So it's not only that he's dealing with COVID as the as a man and as a human, and it's a it's a virus that have taken so many lives. But also, you now we get to the sports element of what kind of condition will he be in when he get back. Will will this have an effect on Joel Embiid going forward, long term? As far as basketball is concerned, and trying to work himself to be, get ready to make a playoff push because this team was playing well. So talk to me about that, bro. Because, like I said, we get so bogged down with trying to figure out what these athletes are gonna do when they get back, but we don't talk about that window of time when they dealing with the actual virus, and from a human element may be struggling. Even with Aaron Rodgers, bro, as pissed off as I was that he lied, because clearly that's what he did. He lied. I still was like, I still was like, man, I hope this uh, in great fashion. But I still was, I still was like, yo, this is a person that has COVID. 
Mm-hmm. And COVID is taking lives. Yep. So I'm going to go in on Aaron Rodgers about what he said and misled with. But I also am a human. And the other side of that is, man, I hope the dude all right. Like, I hope he don't have to, you know, go through any extenuating circumstances. But talk to me about Joel Embiid coming back and dealing with this and the Sixers. Well, when you look at Joel Embiid, and I always say this, anytime you from the game period and not being able to work out it's going to take time for you to get back to your normal self even when you get back on the court right yeah. and when you you take a situation like Jalen Brown a guy who recently just had COVID now his first came back he came back and dropped the 46 piece wing dinner <laughs> hibachi style teriyaki sauce yeah they put him on the hibachi table because he was cooking now after that, he struggled a little bit because he said that he still felt a little different, like his body felt different. He said that night he felt great. And then all of a sudden he was like, man, I feel sluggish. I watched Jason Tatum go through it. So anytime that you're away from the game and you're not being and you're not able to get game reps, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle. Because I always say you can't get into basketball shape unless you play basketball. Right, right. I don't I, like you can't get a routine and get your rhythm back unless you're actually out there playing basketball. So guys could do all the working out individually, which in this case, Joel can't do nothing. So I expect him to come back and probably have to ease his way in. But again, mm-hmm. I'm a role player. I was a role player. This dude is something, you know, he's a franchise, he's generational. So yeah. He possibly can come back and put up 20 and 10 like it's nothing because he's just that damn talented. Right. But when I look at Joel, one, I hope that he overcomes this and come out of the protocol and get over COVID and get back on the basketball court because not only do the 76ers need him, the NBA needs him. He's must-see TV. You know, a six, uh, seven-foot, 285-pound version of Akeem Olajuwon. Yes, sir. Skilled. Skilled. Between the legs, hezzy, you know, half spins, turnarounds over both shoulders, up and under. I mean, his footwork is is ridiculous. And, and Perk, the big know, fella can hoop, Perk. The big fella can hoop. He can ball, he, bro. He's a hooper. He a hooper, he, bro. Yeah, see, you have basketball players. <laughs> he's a hooper. You can drop him off anywhere in America. The wellness center, LA Fitness. Rucker Paul. It don't even matter. He's going to put up buckets. But look, I will say this. A lot of people out there are worried about the Philadelphia 76ers that now that Joel and B is going to be out. But I'm here to say I'm not one of those people Mm-mm. because I wasn't one of those people that were worried before the season start when they said that the Philadelphia 76ers was going to get off to a slow start because Ben Simmons was gone. I said, no. And you know why I said no? Because I was in the locker room with Doc Rivers in 2009. Yeah. Specifically. In 2009, 2008-2009 season, when we didn't have KG, and we still almost made it to the Eastern Conference Finals because Doc Rivers knows how to get the best out of him, out of his players, especially players that are acceptance of his knowledge. Yeah. So when I look at this 76 team, the chemistry there, 
the togetherness is there, and guys are waiting for their opportunity, like Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey, you know, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond had 15, 14 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists when Embiid ain't play against the Trailblazers, and they won. Bro, Andre so, Drummond, a former all-star, bro. Yeah, and on the bet minimum this on year. On the bet minimum, yeah. $100 million contract. He got something to prove. And so when I look at the 76ers, you know, people always say, oh, man, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons, that Ben Simmons, this, and Rich Paul wrong for this. I want to say this. Rich Paul not wrong for a damn thing. Rich Paul could give his advice to his client, but if his client want to go another direction, it's Rich Paul if, uh, duties to make sure he supports. his Figure client. Figure out how you do it. Rich Paul worked for Ben Simmons, man. But guess what? People get it twisted. The, the agents work for the players. Preach again. But guess oh, what? Rich Paul has another client over there. You know who that other client is? The guy that's filling in for Ben Simmons at the starting point guard position, Tyrese Maxey. So he has to worry about both of those people because he's obligated to do a job for both. So with that being said, I feel like the 76ers are going to be fine. All they have to do is stay above five, is stay 500 to MB get back. If they do stay, they stay five, above 500, per Well, they, they eight and two right now. So what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is if, if MB missed six games, all they get have the next to do four. is go three, three. three, go three and three. three. And three of those games are at home. So I'm not worried. But look, yeah. since we're Perk, talking, let me ask you something for you. Let me ask you something for you go before you go past that. Oh, What's you the know, doc hey, of hold on, hold on. You know, you know, I was getting the big head. See, you, you, was, <laughs> you was about to host you, again. You finna hold. You finna tee me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> I was. You finna tee me up, Perk. I, I was about to tee you up so cold. I, I already I, got the big head because I just oh. did show again last night, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a throw spills this, this live. So vicious, he ain't gonna understand. He gonna have to, to windmill it. Not that old one hand duck you used that, to do. That, that windmill, catch that thing at yow. <laughs> yow. Perk, yeah. let me ask you this though before you team me up, because I want you to team me up. What's the doc effect? You you talked about doc as a coach. What's mm -hmm. what what is it like having doc as your coach? What is doc philosophy? You know what? Look, doc is a genius when it comes to offense. Doc mm. Rivers used to sleep with a clipboard on the side of his bed with a pen and pad because he said plays would come to him throughout the night and he didn't want to forget it. See, that's what people what? don't see. Yeah, man, so that's the, that's the stuff people don't understand about Doc. Like, when you hear about Tobias Harris having the best career, his best years under Doc Rivers, when you saw Joel and B last year finish second in the MVP voting under Doc Rivers, you watching Seth Curry play like a borderline all-star under Doc Rivers. You know why? You know what's the difference between certain guys and a guy like Paul George who threw Doc under the bus and blamed Doc for his lack of uh, being productive that year is that you got to be willing to accept certain things. You got to be mm. willing to trust 
that this coach is going to put you in position to be successful. So when you talk about Doc offensively, he's one of the best to do it. And when you talk about his pregame speeches, dog, Doc can have perk, perk. This is mm-hmm. how he be talking, perk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I be getting crunk when I hear him talking. Yeah. I swear to God. But, but go ahead, my bad. But but seriously, man, Doc can have you really, you know, going out on the court and sometimes forgetting that you're a basketball player. Yeah, football. Yeah, you be ready to throw me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's that's how. Like for his motivation. Oh, yeah, Chuch. all the great ones can get you get you ready. Church, Tabernacle, Church. Tabernacle. That's that South. That's that Chuch. South right Chuch. there. Chuch. Shout out to Pimp C, man. I miss yeah, Pimp C, bro. Pimp C, Pimp C, Bun holding it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bun, Bun, old professor at Rice. Yeah. Bun, too smart. Yeah. Bun, too smart, man. Highly intelligent. I got to tee you up for this because I know, I know. You smiling when you hosted. I love when you hosted. You smiling right now, but I got to, I I saw in my mentions, I seen you say carry on in a tweet that you had out. And I didn't even know at the time because I had just got to my phone, but I knew it had to be serious and somebody had to piss you the hell off. And so when I realized what it was, it was talking about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers going into football. Aaron Rodgers, a guy that lied with a straight face. Now, look, I'm going to sit back and I'm about to listen because I've been ready for this movie. I've been ready for this from you. So go ahead and give it to us. Perk, I'm going to use one of my grandmother's favorite lines. Boy, you a lie and the truth ain't in you. That's exactly what I thought. About hey, Aaron Rodgers. Listen, bro. <laughs> Boy, listen. Listen, man. All of that South came out of me when I found out about this Aaron Rodgers thing. Because, per you know what's crazy, bro? We do TV. We, we, we see each other. We talk about this all the time. We see each other very similar, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got respect from our peers, but I don't care if you don't like me. Like, that don't. That don't matter to me. I, I like it. Just I just don't care about that, right? So I'm looking at this Aaron Rodgers situation, and I'm thinking to myself when 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 we found out he tested positive for COVID, mm-hmm. and the way you find out if these guys are vaccinated or not, or by the by what they have to do in COVID right. protocol. So yeah. obviously, Aaron Rodgers gets a positive COVID test. He has to spend ten days out. Like it's clear, ten days. That's the league rules. 10 days, no matter what, he could test negative the next two days, right? He could test negative, but you got to sit out 10 days if you're not vaccinated. And Aaron Rodgers did a, did, did when he, when he was asked by a reporter of his status and he responded, I'm Im- yeah, I'm immunized. Now, Perk, ask me if I'm, if I'm vaccinated, Perk, ask me. Swagoo. What's going on, brother? Hey, look, as a little bro, I want to know, man, are you yeah. vaccinated or unvaccinated? Yes, Perk, I'm vaccinated. Now, ask me again, Perk. Swagoo, man, look, the season around, you got to be in the studio, you know the, the requirements. Are you vaccinated or not? Yeah, I'm immunized. Perk. First of all, 
I don't even know how to say that I word, and that, I'm not about to even try to hold up our show pronouncing that's it. it. So that's <laughs> it. That's it right there, Perk. He said, yeah, I'm immunized. He knew how people was going to walk away from that. He knew all of them reporters in that room. Aaron Rodgers had the audacity to say on the Pat McAfee show, if I would have had a follow-up question after he said, yeah, I'm immunized, he would have went into detail about what, what he was talking about. Man, you know damn well you said, yeah, I'm immunized to give people the impression that you was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Nobody, no, not one reporter in that room dug deep because they all were under the assumption that you were vaccinated. Come on. So Come on. Th- listen, listen. And this is where this is where it gets misconstrued in public. Okay. Because you didn't saw it, you didn't saw it too. I done saw it. You know, this is what this is what they say, Perk. We puppets. We pushing the agenda of the government. We pushing the agenda of ESPN. Let me tell y'all something. I don't give a damn about all of that foolishness that that be spewed when we start talking about COVID and vaccine and unvaccinated. We just me and Perk told y'all in the opening show on this damn podcast, we do not care how you feel about us. We don't. That's no, the truth. Here's did. the thing for me, Perk. Don't mislead, bro. You know, right. you know, this is my thing. If 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 it is or if it ain't, stand on it. As a man, cause cause you stand as a up. to the man stand. stand it don't mean you always right. It don't mean the crowd is gonna agree with you. It, you might even have people close to you not agree with you. Come on, but if you convicted man, stand on it. Come on. So Aaron Rodgers answered the question that way. He went on Pat McAfee's show and then started saying all of this bull crap. Okay? I saw like, that. like this man say he talked to Joe Rogan about how to get ready for COVID. <laughs> all right? Cool. Joe Rogan is phenomenal. His podcast phenomenal. He has some phenomenal guests on with a lot of information. Okay? But but I'm not going to call Joe Rogan to find out how how do I fight COVID? That ain't I ain't doing that. Come on. Aaron Rodgers apparently he's cool with doing that because they friends. All right. The second thing is this, man. Like now it, it it transitions into he wasn't wearing a mask during media. Right? Yep. And Aaron Rodgers said on Aaron Rodgers said on on McAfee show, well, if I'm Perk, how many times you done heard this one? Why I gotta wear a mask? If everybody else in there wearing a mask, boy, boy, because so so, it's airborne, boy. Yeah, and, and and guess what? With that answer, you haven't done as much research as you said you did. Come on, man! Like I, that should have been the first thing you knew why you wear a mask. All right, Perry. Let me say this because this is important, and we gonna move on because I don't want to get pissed off this early in the podcast. Okay, I don't want to be. I don't want to be angry I, this early. I was enjoying. <laughs> I really was. I actually here's here here's the thing. Let's make this clear for our listeners. Let's make this clear, okay? I am not judging you if you don't get a vaccine. You just can't come around me and mine. Right, straight up. No, nah, I'm with you on that. Like, like, yep. and then the second the second part of that perk is mm-hmm. I don't I. Your your personal choice is your personal choice. The difference in this situation is your personal choice could affect somebody else's life. Yeah. All right. So let's 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 just get that out in the open. All right. And 
So whether you vaccinated or non-vaccinated, Swagoo ain't hating on you. Just don't come around me. Mm, come on. Period. Like, so, on. so that's a conversation personally between me and mine that we need to have a conversation. If you decided not to get vaccinated, you can't come to my house. Come All on. right. We can't ride in the car together. We can't do none of that. Cause right. even me being vaccinated, I can get COVID and you not vaccinated and you get COVID contracted from me. And now you in a life threatening situation potentially. So listen, if do you, but just make sure everybody around you know you doing you. Right. And don't fool people into thinking you did or took the precaution that right now, based on what doctors are saying, and millions and millions and millions of people that have gotten the vaccine, okay, and on behalf of the millions that have lost their lives, just be honest and stand on it and let everybody know your situation if Come you got to interact with them. Come on. All right? So that's it. That's it. That was the one thing that pissed me off. Aaron Rodgers lied. He tried to be deceitful. He tried to play games. All right. And everybody always talk about, man, he's so damn smart and he's so damn. I I don't doubt that. I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally. What I know this was to be, though. You lied and you misled and you tried to fool people into thinking that you were vaccinated when you weren't. And you could have said that Aaron Rodgers because Kirk Cousins said it. Lamar Jackson said it. Uh, other players in the NFL said it. I'm not well, vaccinated, right? Well, and they and they and they stood on it, and they deal with whatever got to come. They deal with whatever got to come, whatever protocols, whatever we got to do. That's what we got to abide by. I'm not getting vaccinated. You stand on it, and everybody knows it. To Aaron credit, he said his team knew and all of that. But ultimately, you wanted the public to be cool with Aaron Rodgers, so you ain't tell the truth when you was asked the question. And now when they come out this way, now you got to go in the defense mode and you got to act like everybody else crazy because you stood your ass up there and lied about being vaccinated. Okay, I'm done, Perk. No, no. I, I, I was all here for it. I, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, here man. for that. I'm listening yeah, to you. I was ready for that action. But I, my thing with Aaron Rodgers is, is all your points, and I will say this, he has to have some type of consequences, meaning he have to be suspended. And you want to know, let me, let me break it down to people like myself on why I believe he should be suspended. And when I say people like myself, cause I'm gonna break it down in layman's terms, okay? You remember growing up, your parents, your mama, your daddy, your, your grandfather, your grandmother, auntie, uncle, because growing up, you caught whippings by everybody. Everybody. It was, everybody. Just part of it. it was just part of it. It take a village to raise a child and, you know, Miss Betsy across the street could pull the belt out of a switch and whip you if they caught you doing something wrong. Perk, it took like three villages to raise me and you, but it's all good. It, it's all good. So you, with your parents and grandparents, and even us now as parents, when a child does something, and I might call it Aaron Rodgers a child. Right, right. The example, and you go into the room and you want to have this conversation, whether it's about grades or just say it's about grades. The one thing that pisses a parent off is a child that lies. lies I man. might have the intention on going in there and you might be getting in trouble or I might have been getting in trouble. 
But if I told the truth, I didn't save myself a lot of ass whoopings, okay? A lot. But when you lie, you ain't saving that ass whooping. So you're going to get a whipping and a punishment. That's my thing. Something has to happen because Aaron Rodgers lied. Yeah, now, man. Yeah, yeah. So when he comes back, I don't know if it's a big fine. I don't know if it's a suspension. But something has to happen because he lied. Perfect. Now, Listen, that's what this is about. This ain't about being vaccinated or non-vaccinated. All right, because right. people people like to get you know you know we live in a society now where people want to interject something else so they can soften what we actually talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like so 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 the 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 common theme would be to make this about being vaccinated, non vaccinated, and you know y'all y'all puppets and y'all pushing the agenda. Man, we don't care about that. What we care about is if you're not, just tell us. Right. Or if you don't want to tell us, just say, I don't want to disclose that and leave it up to our imagination. But don't Come lie. On. Don't Come lie. On. Like, don't Come lie. On. Just nah. just don't do it. Don't do it, man. I tell my kids all the time, per to your point. Hey, man, it's going to be a lot easier if you tell the truth. Come on. Come a lot on. E- you still you still got to deal with consequences if you did something bad. But if but you if tell, you tell the, truth, the truth, it's then I might. If you tell the truth, then you know what? I might sit back and say, you know what? I get what you're saying. I get, I get what, what you're saying. saying. And I understand it. And I did the same exact thing. And now the conversation and the the the, the repercussions go be a little bit different. But look, <laughs> since I since I since I'm swagging up today on this host, <laughs> swagging on these boys, swaggoo style. Look, we going from one MVP or one league, and I gotta talk about. A former MVP of God darn this one. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. And it hurt you a little bit. It hurt me a lot bit. Is that a okay? A lot. You know, we make words up. So it hurt me a lot. Yeah, it hurt me a lot bit. Okay. (laughs) And and (laughs) this this one, because this is the Brody. This is a guy that I went to war with. This is a guy. And not just the guy, we're going to talk about the team that he plays for as well. This is actually the godfather of one of my kids. Yep. So, so, but at the end of the day, he knows like I know, I got a job to do. Okay? I got a job to do. And guess what? I'm not about to crucify him. I'm just about to dive into how I feel about what's Hell yeah. Okay, so... And I'm unapologetic about it, okay? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> All right? So here's the here's the thing. We're talking about my boy Russell Westbrook in the Los Angeles Lakers and how they're sitting at 500. So I go, they're sitting at 500. By the way, they had, by the way, two of those losses are to the Gave Oklahoma up the lead. City. Yeah, the man. The Oklahoma City Thunder. So... When I look at the Lakers, man, and I look at Russ, and I look at what's going on, I'm trying to put everything together, okay? First, I want to jump on the Lakers. What the Lakers have to realize is they have six, possibly six, I believe six, future Hall of Famers on their team. And I know they're the old, but they have six. So what they become? 
they become eye candy. So let me give you a little a little definition of what I mean or a little example of eye candy. I'm a window shopper. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. A little definition of eye candy. So let me say this. My freshman year is an example of this. My freshman year in high school, you know what I mean? I was eye candy. You see what I'm saying? I was eye candy. <laughs> Big was, sexy. I, yeah, six, six, seven, 215 pounds, incoming, you know, a freshman fresh on campus. Ooh. No one starting on varsity. I had an older cousin, a girl cousin that was in the 11th grade. You know what I mean? And her friends used to say, baby, who is that? Baby, yeah. who is that? That's my little cousin. So, so, so this is what I'm saying. When you eye candy and you hot, right? And you the talk of the school and you the talk of the NBA, what you gonna get? You gonna get people best shot. Best shot. Day. So every day I had to get my mental together because I knew I was going to school and yeah. I was going to get their best shot. What they was say, hey, first, let me carry your books. You know what I mean? You need some work to be done. I'm going to get their best shots. Perk, they was aggressive. Out. They wanted to carry your books. They was aggressive, Perk. Yeah. I had so, to carry books. Yeah. <laughs> so what ended up happening, what ended up happening was, was this. I get to school, you know, my first couple weeks, you know, we get progress reports every, I believe, what is it? Three weeks or six? Yeah, three weeks, right? You every three. Three weeks. Yeah, back that's that's old school though, Perk. I don't right, know. Right, right, that's yeah, old. Yeah. So my first progress report was hard. You know what I'm saying? And so my basketball coach, Coach Butte, he was like, look, you don't get these grades up. First, I got licks. We got hit with the powder. I don't know what they do in the new school, but we they got They can't licks. do that no more. People be calling the police now. Yeah, and that's probably the problem that they have in these schools. They, they Part don't, of it. They need to go back to old school, but I'm not even addressing that. So We'll get to that but, at another yeah. episode. So what ended up happening was I had to get my mental together and get back on track of what I'm here for, to get my books and to make sure I'm able to be the best version of Kendrick Perkins, the basketball player as well. How yeah. can I do that? By locking in. So when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers, the talent is there, but they have to lock in, especially Russ. People think I was about to criticize or crucify Russ. I'm not. See, Russ is going through a lot. First of all, it's already pressure. When you plan being home, team, no, 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 not just at home, but when you plan on the team with LeBron James. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't even I, look. I played with a lot of Hall of Future Hall of Famers, but when I got to Cleveland, I said, "Man, this type of energy this dude got to deal with and his teammates, this it look different." And so, you taking account LeBron James and Russ, like you said, going home. Now it's time to lock in even more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Pichu, uh, Jabali, and all them that's at the crib, your partners, your friends, your family. Nah, dog, I got to lock in. Commercials, uh, events, I deal with that after the season. And I know Russ. So what I'm saying is I'm looking at Russ with some of his 
He's leading the NBA in turnovers. It's uncharacteristic. That's right? not who he is. Yeah. That's not who he is. Him outballing pull-up jumpers from the elbow is not who Russell Westbrook is. His you can say what is what what you want, but his elbow shooting has always been automatic. It's his threes that we it's all the three. Have yeah, yeah. So but that goes to show me, no rush, you gotta lock in. And so when I heard his interview the other day, he told one reporter, Swagoo, he said, it's no pressure. And I'm thinking to myself, the hell if it ain't, it's a lot of pressure. You left, you asked for a trade from the Wizards to go home to Los Angeles to team up with LeBron James and Anthony, and Anthony yeah, yeah. to do one thing and one thing only, to get your ring. So yes, it is pressure because being on the contender, that's pressure. That's pressure. So, so I just I just feel this is my personal belief that Russell Westbrook is going to lock in. Russell Westbrook is going to be better. And the Lakers are going to be better. But they have to lock in. No more outside distractions. I need to hear what you got to say about it. Brody, this was my fear with the, uh, with the Lakers, man. Mm-hmm. Was... I mean, obviously, we had all the conversations about how they would coexist, especially him and him and LeBron, two ball dominant guys, and that's a whole nother X's and O's thing that you can get into weekly on NBA Today. Um, <laughs> what is what is what is that perk? Three p.m. Three p.m. Um, Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Three p.m. Eastern. You know, three p.m. Eastern. Yeah, hosted hosted yeah. by Malika, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, y'all fire over there, by the way. Y'all yeah. y'all fire. Y'all got a y'all got a great show. You you know got a great doing. show. You know what we doing, right? We trying to we trying to set the the same standard that the NFL live show bring. Oh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Now now oh, yeah. we we just scratching the surface because right now y'all must see TV. Y'all been must see TV. So we trying to follow. You know what I mean? Y'all energy. We trying to follow y'all insight. We trying to find follow y'all togetherness. That's the key. Oh. I'm going to shoot that little advice and then I'm going to get back to the Lakers. Hey, man, y'all communicate with each other. We got a group chat. We're NFL Live. We talk to each other for real. Our disagreements ain't ain't angry. They just disagreements. Um, And we joke on each other without it being personal. Everybody know. Everybody open season. Okay, so it don't matter, right? That's literally that's the formula for our show. Like you, and you know how it go when you're in the middle of it. You ain't thinking like, oh, we got a really good show. You're just doing your show. We doing our thing. Um, but back to Russ and the Lakers, man. And we gonna we gonna bounce because you said a lot of what I would say. But here's what I would say, Perk. I will be absolutely disappointed if they don't figure this out because the one thing that I said before this season started. And everybody was talking about how old this roster was and what they were going to have to go through. The one thing that gave me concern was coexisting with Bron and Russ. Like, how would you put that on the floor and get one of them? And and we all know LeBron has no problem being a facilitator. Mm -hmm. No problem at all. The problem is with Russ, he's a scorer and a facilitator. This dude triple-double king, bro. Like, he ain't never – for the last, what, Eight years, Russ, Russ made it go everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So when when y'all left OKC and he was doing this thing, and when he went to when when he was at OKC on that deal, he it was him. 
It was his show. I went to see him play the Mavericks. I was like, this dude is unreal. It's unbelievable how athletic he is and how good he is with the ball in his hand. But right. here's the thing with the Lakers, and I'm going to go. If they don't figure it out, if they don't figure out, one, how to coexist with each other, mm-hmm. if they don't figure out the gravity of the moment, because you mentioned Russ, but Carmelo also need one. All right, and that was the idea of getting them over there. Dwight got one, AD got one, LeBron got one, Rondo got one. Like so, so the yeah. two, the two guys that have been perennial superstars, top seventy-five players in the league, Ooh. need a ring. Need a and ring. somebody in that, in that, and and you know what gives us what gives us hope is that we've seen LeBron mold that thing and finally it start to look like it's supposed to look. That's what Paul that that's what give everybody pause not to panic. But the mm-hmm. bottom line is to your point. Yes. Russ Melo locking in but also buying into what you need to be to win a championship. Just for this one year, bro. Just lock in for this one year and be what you need to be to win a championship. Come on. Parker, I know you got something. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, I mean, look, one thing just, about just, it is when you dive into your basketball analyst, I already know bro. what you about to say because you know the damn game. So when you say yeah, that, you man. know what word came to mind? Sacrifice. Sacrifice, bro. Sacrifice whatever you got to sacrifice. And that's not just on the courts. No. Sacrifice. sacrifice whatever you got to do off the court because what you're trying to accomplish is greater than one individual. Yes, man. That's yes. It. That's and it. It's, and it's hard as hell to do it. If you got any, if you got any doubt, you ain't going to win no championship. Mm-mm. You ain't gonna win it. You ain't gonna Mm-mm. win it. I won one in college. I didn't win one in the pros. You won one in the pros. That's the highest level. But I know when we were on our way to win a national championship at LSU, there was no doubt. Every time we stepped on the field, we was gonna win. Mm. None. That don't mean you gonna win them all, but Come you on. can't have that doubt. You can't Come have on. that doubt. Everybody gotta buy in, man. We talked about basketball. We talking about sacrificing we talked about championships now we need to talk about the championship of the nfl the super bowl. oh man we need to talk about the super bowl because i'm going to lead with this right now i don't know who's winning the super bowl <laughs> and i need you no i i i need you to dive into what transpired this past sunday the Buffalo Bills, the Dallas Cowboys, Bill Jaguars. What's going on with your guy? Okay, my guys, Joe Burrow. What's yep, going on? Yep. With him? I, I need to know, man, because you know I wasn't upset because my team won. It was a, it was two people that was really upset. Two type of people that was upset. Yeah. The Cowboys fans. No, okay, they <laughs> they were upset. And the people out there that be walking up to them cages in Vegas, they had to be oh. upset this weekend. They oh. had to be upset this weekend. They, oh, had they were placing the, the, they were because, placing them tickets. They was placing them beds perk and they lost everything. Do you re, do you realize I read a story that a guy betted six hundred and eighty five thousand that the Rams were just going to win and beat the Titans? On Sunday night, 
But I'm gonna let you take it from there. Yeah, that's how I call oh, him. He he didn't bet no other games, but he waited for the Rams and the Titans. So I I need you to take me through this past weekend and everything that transpired, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Perk, I hated him. I hated him. I hated him. I hated in the NFL, man. Bro, because, look, man, you like you, all right? Believe it or not, people, we put a lot of work and preparation and a lot of researching into our jobs, okay? Mm-hmm. And the great thing about what we do, Perk, is that we know there are no guarantees, all right? There are no guarantees, bro. It, the guarantee is, is that somebody going to win the championship. That's the guarantee. Yeah. But ultimately, we plan – now, you know, we in week nine in the NFL, bro. We closing week nine out, and – Everything is week to week now. Like, this last final push is about playoffs and playoff positioning. Mm. And when you see – and let me tell you how fragile it is because I used to tell people this all the time, bro. And people don't believe this because, you know, you look at it as a fan and you don't think about it in these terms. And that's the great thing about us being on here, right? Because you know this in basketball as well. There is not a lot of separation between 1 and 15 and 15 and 1. A lot of people think it is. Mm-hmm. All right. But when you start talking about the NFL, bro, it's talent on all of them rosters. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, you might not have the best quarterback. You might not, but football is is football, I sum it up in this way. We watch, we watch leads dissipate. We watch team teams lose that we don't think it's gonna lose. Right. Because football is about a few plays a game. See, mm-hmm. it ain't like basketball. In basketball, y'all go on runs. And the team that have the run and it lasts the longest usually wins the game, right? But in the NFL, man, you look at a series of 70 to 80 plays, but you could pull five or six out of there that tell you why the team won the game. Mm. Usually that's the case when you you reviewing the game, all right? So take Dallas, for instance. You think you can roll your helmet out there, you're going to win because you've been having success. Denver was like, nah, we're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to see if what we doing work, and we're going to stay with that until you figure out how to stop it or either if you can counter it. Dallas never could. The Jacksonville Jaguars said, yo, Josh Allen, we coming after you. You either going to beat us by 50 or we going to win the game. Mm. Right? They they made two or three plays. They had an interception in that game with D4. They had an interception by Josh Allen, the defensive end for Jacksonville. All right? I look at – I look at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, drunk on success, couldn't handle it, mm. played well, played well for three to four weeks. Now, teams are coming into that stadium. You know what teams are saying, Perk? What's Cincinnati, that? Cincinnati, good. We just can't walk in this stadium and think we're going to get a win. And now Cincinnati can't respond. Mm. That's just like Dallas. Dallas thought Denver was going to come in there thinking it was Dallas from a year ago. And Dallas that has the big letdowns and make the mistakes. So the Cowboys was like, Denver ain't gonna really come in here with all they with all they stuff. Right, right. But no, bro, bro, you you were six and one. You are being haunted now. You are being haunted when you play for the Celtics. Y'all got people best games. You being haunted. Yeah, you being haunted. So that's what makes the NFL great. But that's what makes the NFL crazy as hell, bro. Yeah. Like we see we see Green Bay without Devontae Adams and Lazard and, and Valdez Scanlon go beat the Arizona Cardinals. 
We see the Arizona Cardinals, to your point, without Kyle and DeAndre Hopkins go mollywop the San Francisco 49ers. What they did to Mollywop them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so bro, I'm te- take college, for example. Mm-hmm. LSU took Alabama to the brink. LSU ain't nowhere near as talented as Alabama right now. They took them to – because football, and that's perk. That's why it's the greatest game we got in this land, bro. It is. It's because it is. the margin for error is very small mm-hmm. and any given Sunday. It don't matter what your record is. Don't matter who your qu- – ask the Chiefs if Whoa. winning carries over. Mm. They getting everybody best shot and they not responding. Mm. You you Look, bro, the Chiefs won. Let's get – hey, hey. The Chiefs won. The, chief, the right. Chiefs won. The Chiefs won. The, man, man, the Chiefs scored 13 points and, and won the game 13-7 without Aaron Rodgers playing. Come on. That's an L. That's an L. Morally, that's an L. So I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here with this, part because I want to hear you because I know you be – like I be dug in on basketball, you be dug in on football. No, nah, but you speaking right now. <laughs> It is the separation between good and great is realizing you got to be great all the time. Good is something you try to be, but you don't always get it. Great is something you are. Good is something you could be every once in a while. Great is what you are. So greatness is about consistency it's about rising to the occasion every time that presents itself. Man. And it's also about being dominant when you're supposed to be. My old basketball coach, my 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 the coach that taught me so much about life, Joel Hawkins at Southern University Lab School in Baton Rouge, them state champ. We used to mollywop folks, Perk. You know, you know, we used to run them up. Mm-hmm. He used to tell me all the time, used to tell us all the time as a as a as a team. And it was just as, it was simple, Perk. You got to win the ones you're supposed to win. Ooh. He used to tell us that all the time. Oh. Because the ones you don't know if you can win, you find out about yourself. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. ones you're supposed to win, you got to go win them. You got to go win them. You got to go win them. And in the NFL, man, we get a chance every week to reform what we think about teams. And then we just waiting for the dance. Mm. We waiting for the playoffs. Because all you got to do is be better for three to four Sundays or Saturdays. Yes. And that's what make foot that's what make football the dopest. Because the last seed in the playoffs can beat the one seed in the playoffs because they just had a better three hours. They just had a better three hours. You know what I'm saying? And no one's a chance. Yeah. Ain't no, it, yeah. it, ain't no, it ain't no seven game series, and I'm no. not. I'm not gonna dive in there because that could lead into a whole nother conversation <laughs> and a topic that I was wrong about. So I'm gonna leave that alone. That <laughs> 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 I was absolutely wrong to go uh, wrong about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was tripping. You know how we okay. say I was tripping. Okay? You you must have said the NBA better than the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The championship was harder. Yeah, I said that, but uh, you know. Sometimes, you know, hey, man, players mess up, okay? All right, man, because our game do or die, Perk. It ain't, you know, it ain't no tomorrow. I told you I ain't want to dive into it. All right, man, 
let me get serious, bro, because this is some serious stuff. We, I'm gonna go into hosting because I want to hear your wisdom on this. So this Travis Scott concert or Astro World is what I think they called it. Um, you know, I'm I'm only up to this stuff because I got a 14 year old daughter and a 12 year old son. I know, I know, because I listen, man. I ain't know nothing about Travis Scott other than he made some dope Nikes. That's all I knew. Um, straight up. So. I hope I'm getting this right, but it was a crowd rush and it was like the crowd just converging, I guess, up to the stage and people was getting crushed. People couldn't breathe, suffocating, all of these things. And Travis Scott issued an apology. He talked about, you know, how devastated he was that this transpired. And to and, and being honest, man, like when you perform and you trying to get people the best show, I don't think this man was thinking you know what I'm saying? Like you got you see entertainers jumping the, into the into the crowd. You know, you see you see sometimes people run up on the stage when an entertainer is performing. So it's a lot of stuff that's out of their control. Is basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, th- th- this situation is a loss of life. Okay, which is the most important thing. Perk, here's my thing, bro, and and I want to hear you speak to this. Man, like I mentioned, I got a 14-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son and an 8-year-old daughter. And this social media and these 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 stars, these world-known stars, they have an effect on their 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 followers in real life. Oh, I'm not man. talking about on Twitter, in real life. I'm not talking about on Instagram, in real life. In real life. And I in real life, bro. And I talk to my kids about this all the time about, and we said it on the last podcast, don't let that social media fool you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, but I talk to my kids about, you have to be conscious of not only your surroundings, but what you're watching, what you're listening to and what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I love rap music. All right. Mm-hmm. Rap music ain't never made me go out and shoot nobody. It ain't never made me put no drugs in my system. I I like the music, okay? It's a vibe. I bump to it. But I also got to acknowledge that you got young, impressionable minds that see now we have more access to stars because of social media, right? You can see them day to day. You you you, You could DM them. Sometimes they might hit you back. So we got fans that become... They think they are family to these people, man. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that leads to a lot of situations where when they actually see these people in person, they go out of body. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's I think that is the example of what transpired at this concert, which is unfortunate. But I want you to speak to the effect, bro of these stars and the messaging sometimes that they need to give out to make sure everybody's straight. I ain't saying it's their responsibility to get uh, Joe Blow family straight. I ain't. It ain't their responsibility to get your kids to act better or get your kids to stop doing something. That's not their response. That's your responsibility in your house. Absolutely. All right. But when these guys have interaction, when they have these concerts, when they have a chance to interact with these fans, man, sometimes I just be wanting to give them a and, – and some of them do. Like, I don't want to fishbowl these guys and be like they – but 
these youngins out here following, holding on, listening to everything that y'all saying, man. Come on, and I man. think they just need to, I think they need to be conscious, not yeah. think, they need to be conscious of the effect that they have when they get in, in a setting with these young folks and with people that fight, because it ain't just young people, it's grown people out there acting stupid too. Yes. Um, that, that, that they got to just be conscious of it, Perk. They got to be conscious of it. It's a different time. And if Travis Scott told, if Travis Scott would have told everybody to take their shirt off and jump in the pool, that's what everybody would have did. Go do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just want, I, I just want, I just want this podcast to kind of share a little, little message about, hey man, just be conscious of what you, what you, what you're doing out there, because yeah. Yeah. folks it, latching on to it. And, and you know what? To, to all the entertainers and everybody that's a public figure, it's not, it's, yeah, you're right. It's about being conscious, but it's also about caring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man. Yeah, man. It comes down to, you know what I mean? Like, if that was your child, I right. what type of advice you want them receiving? You know what I mean? How, like, people lost their kids, dog. Yeah, man. People lost their children. Their Her, children this serious, bro. Their children left out of their homes, left out of their dorm rooms to go see Ch Travis Scott and didn't make it back. It's yeah. bigger than this. So when you look at Travis Scott, and again, I know this because I got a 14-year-old son, okay? Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's putting me on to everything. That's yeah. And Travis Scott, music, and his, 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 his crowd – it's one of those hype crowds, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? People going there, you know what I mean? Before they even get to the concert, they're a little intoxicated. They might they might be full of Red Bulls. They might be yep. full of monster drinks. They might be full of, you know, whatever else. That Her, was they be doing anything. Anything. And they be doing anything, was, man. It wasn't, what happened was, was that, People were at one stage looking at one show that was going on. And when Travis Scott came out, he came out to a completely different stage which made people run to that run. stage. Okay. Okay, so now you got people hype, you got people running over people, and you got people that had drugs in their bodies that was passing out because they were dehydrated, exhausted, and nobody was, and no one was caring about these people. And so all of a sudden, people are getting mad and saying, Travis Scott should have stopped this show. He should have stopped the show. That's what could have solved the problem. Travis Scott been doing this for years. This Man, ain't the I first know. show that been having people hype. This is what he used to. People is getting hyped at his show. Hell, people was passing out at Michael Jackson's show. I was just about to say it. People passed out at Chris Brown shows. That don't mean stop the show. And so that's that's what happened at the show. But being in Houston, living in Houston, some of the things I've been hearing is beyond disturbing. After yeah. the fact, man, you should see these lawyers around here, bro. Vulture. Vulture. Searching. Searching. Oh, yeah, we're going to hit 10, 15 million each person. Searching. Hey. Look, man, I give you $2,500 a person that you send to me. And I'm sitting up here saying to myself, as a public figure, why well, be down? 
Yeah, I don't want man. Nobody to do that to me. Searching, searching to hurry up to try to go sue uh, whatever the company was that Travis right. Drake. I'm like, all these dudes was doing was performing and and, and doing what they doing do. what they've been doing. All doing they what they've been doing. Doing what they doing what they've been doing, and it's just crazy to me, man, because. You start to see when it comes down to money, the 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 things people will do and the lines they will cross. Cross, bro. They don't give a damn about Travis Scott. And the thing that's scaring me, one point that's scaring me, and I told my wife this. I said, the problem that I'm having with this whole situation is that I, I hope this don't affect. Travis Scott in the near future, because you know what can happen. Venues can say, Travis Scott can't use this venue. Can't do it. Can't do it. Or, you know, and that that could be career altered. Now, I will say this, though, uh, Spears, Swaggoo, my big bro. Yeah. We got to pray for the families, to all the ones that lost. Absolutely, man. Lost some loved ones, people that were injured, everything to that nature. But I will say this, I hope everybody finds some grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hope Travis Scott as well finds some grace because, you know, man, I heard he's taking this hard, man. This is a hard time for him. Yeah, because bro. It's bad when you really had great intentions to go out there and perform and just put on a great show and then you have some type of guilt knowing yeah. that you didn't do something on purpose to try to harm nobody. You just have a hell of a good time. Yep. No doubt, Per. And I think that's the point, man. Like, the point is, like I said before, I think now this is going to make these big-time entertainers conscious of the type of energy that can come from them, their presence and them being there. Um, But, yeah, man, I just – I just that that one was tough for me because we all all have – we all have kids. We all have people that um, that we care about. Mm-hmm. And when you see this situation transpire, especially to your point of loss of life, you got families that ain't concerned about no damn concert or Travis Scott or how things transpired. They planning funerals. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I, I just felt like only I, I felt like that's something we need to touch on because to your point, man, we fathers. We got kids growing up in this generation of their icons being accessible. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Per- like, I, I, like, I was a Jordan fan, but I was like, I ain't going to never meet Jordan. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I, I grew up, I grew up with, with, with Alistair Oprah. Like, I was like, I ain't going to never meet Oprah. Like, I could, I'm going right. to cheer from afar. Now right. these kids, man, they, they, they can, they can get, they can get close to mm. their icons, like yeah. there is, there is no more like, you know, um, it, it. Our stars, we used to feel distant, so when we actually got close to them, we was like, oh my god, I'm you know what I'm god. saying? No. Now you got, now you got kids, now you got kids with seven million followers on Instagram. Kids, you know what I mean? Kids, kids. that that. That everybody telling them you the one, so they accessible. They they start. They got access to a lot of information way before their brains can actually process what they seeing. 
right. what they dealing with. So it's up to us to step up. But I just wanted to touch on that topic, man, because I thought it was I thought it was super important. Okay. Now let me go to my soapbox because we're gonna get the hell out of here. Go ahead. Do what you do. All right, man. There was there was a situation that transpired in the NFL, okay? In the Carolina Panthers game versus New England Patriots. Guy by the name of Brian Burns, defensive end, sacked Mac Jones. And when he sacked Mac Jones, Mac Jones fumbled. Brian Burns gets up to try to go get the fumble. And Mac Jones grabs Brian Burns' ankle and twists it. Now, Perk, let me tell you something, dog. First of all, that's the kind of stuff that make you just want to run up on somebody and, and, and slap their ass to sleep. No, I'll be really. honest with you. Like, when I watched it, Bro, I played defense in this league for nine years, bro. And when I would hit dudes low, I ain't gator rolling. I'm reasserting my grip and trying to hold you so you can't move no more. Mm-hmm. Not about to roll you. I'm not doing it. You know why? And I know some dudes lose consciousness and they just out there trying to get a dude on the ground. But, man, we played it. Bro, you in the NFL now. We played this game a long time, bro. Every man out here trying to take care of their family and, and provide and, and do something they love doing in their livelihood. And when I see stuff that, that look like that, that jeopardizes another man being able to, to do what he loved doing but also provide for his family, I, I get really pissed off. I was about to curse, Perk. I was. I get really, really pissed. It's just like in basketball when you see a dude going for a layup. Man, don't run under that dude's legs. Don't run under that. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care you, how much you don't like him. You know. I don't care if he got forty five. Don't run up under his leg. You the, know better. You know. You know what I call this, Brody? What? The code breakers. Mm. Mac mm. Jones was a code breaker. Yeah, he broke. The right? code. He broke. He up, broke the code. And when I see it happen, I call it out. And Mac Jones. That's what we do. Listen, bro, I'm going to tell you this, too. Now, I don't know if it's the same NFL that I played in, okay? And I'm going to drop the mic to you after I say it. I don't know if it's the same NFL. I don't know if the same energy, the same type of degree of get back. But if this was Mac Jones in 2005, 2006, when I got drafted, it would be retribution. Mm. from other D-linemen that saw what happened, all right? Mm. Now, here's what I'm not for. I ain't for you going out there and trying to rip Mac Jones' ankle off or rip his head off. But when you when, when, when people hit him, they going to hit him a little harder. Yeah. They going to they gonna find what – dude, I'm telling you. So he better protect himself because that, that is circulating now. But, 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 see, but see, you know what could have – and look, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. As a guy that was in force, I didn't play dirty. I mean, I had some, you ain't played. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got in the trenches a little bit, but I will say this: somebody in his locker room should have checked him after the game, just to keep it a buck. Look, I know you, my teammate, and I get that, but somebody in that Patriots locker room should have checked him, and he's a rookie. I get he's the starting quarterback. I didn't say put your hands on him. No. Even, even, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Even if the Patriots check him. Yeah. And they come out public and say, hey, the Patriots have fined Mac Jones for 10, 15 grand for what he did to this player. Oh, Lord. <laughs> let a defensive player would have did that to That's a quarterback. What I'm saying. 
Like that's, you, you, you protecting the quarterback, protect all players. Protect all players. And that's what I got to say on the situation. Somebody yeah. in-house, whether it was the organization, Bill Belichick, one of the players, some veteran should have checked. Now, because you, 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 you know we got to end on a positive note. Let's do it, please, please. I want to get away from this negativity. Yeah, we got to. You know, I love you, my brother, to the to the casket <laughs> closed and beyond. Till he closed. Yeah, and beyond. Adrian Peterson, shout out to him. Oh. Gotta give him love. Setting another milestone, doing Adrian Peterson type things, holding it down. Holding it down. Bro, bro, AP been in the league 20 years. Mm. AP was in the league when me and you was in high school. That, dude, it, it, it is unbelievable. That dude came straight from the street and played an NFL football game and scored a touchdown. But no. but go ahead, Perk. What, what you what you want to what you want to elaborate on on AP? Well, well you, you know what? I just want to give Miss Flowers. We ain't got to yeah. dive deep. That's, we that's, know what he did. We know what he did last night. It was special, and we yes, we don't man. have a problem with giving a brother his flowers. He you got know, to have them for having for 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 reaching or you know passing having those milestones, we got to. But I will say this, all right? Because I got something on my mind I got to say. <laughs> hey, listen. All this we just talked about, my words of wisdom today is, don't you be the one to get on the boat and sink the boat because you can't be the captain. <laughs> we'll holler at y'all next week. Hey, hey, hold on. Hey, was that was was that something real? Don't be the Perk. one. Perk. Get on the boat and sink the boat because you can't be the captain. It's okay. It's all right. You don't have You said it. You said it earlier in the show. Church. <laughs> Tabernacle. And we go we go in with that one. Episode three. Swagoo and big pizzer. Swag Goo and Big Pizzerk in the building. Shout out to the homie Ben the Ball. Ben Ball, hell yeah. Recognizing real, real, recognize real. Hey, and you know and, what? And 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 all of our all of our fans who've been tapping oh, oh, in too oh, on the podcast, man. Well, like hey, it's man. been it's been humbling, y'all, to hear to hear from y'all. Y'all keep it coming. It's been beautiful. Beautiful. That's what it's been. That's I get in my in my, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's been beautiful. It's been you know, gorgeous. Yeah, it's man. been gorgeous. It's been beautiful. It's been Perk, Perk, let me ask you this before we get out, man. Monday night, all right. So let me tell you, man, I'm at, you know, I travel during the week. Mm -hmm. I'm in Bristol. Monday night for me is steak night. I'm about to give me a big ass 16 ounce <laughs> bone in ribeye. Uh -huh. I'm getting some cream spinach and I'm getting some uh, potatoes or gratin from Fleming's. Oh, <laughs> okay. I do it. I do it every Monday, Perk. You got I do to. it every Monday. Why every not? Monday. Why Every not? Monday, I worked hard to get a damn steak. You What's your meal tonight? What you eating on? Man, you know what? Look, wifey asking me, hey, what you want to eat? I ain't cooked for <laughs> a minute. So I say, you know what? I know you've been busy, baby. You've been running around with these kids holding it down. Yep. We going to go back to the old school, the first meal you ever cooked for me. Because she was talking about doing some, you know what I mean, some, some oxtails. She, she was going in. She wanted to go in. So I said, you know what? 
Just cook me some spaghetti. So I got some spaghetti, <laughs> some, some real slick, because I'm about to go in here. You know, I got to pack my bag because I travel on Tuesday morning. Yes, sir. LA, yes, you know? sir. But we ain't going to talk about that. I know next week we diving into all type of stuff. We definitely diving into Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Because we didn't, get, we didn't get the size that we are today without Thanksgiving. And we gotta make sure <laughs> we gotta make sure the people understand what Thanksgiving means. I'm frying like, every damn thing. Yeah. I'm frying every damn thing. No, if you want something baked or smoke, don't come to my damn house. I'm frying everything. I'm gonna fry the water we drinking. That's what I'm doing. I love you, big homie. Hey, this been episode three of Swaggoo and Perk. Uh, we know we killed it, so y'all ain't even got to tell us. Peace. <laughs> I'm a fry the water. <laughs>